It's time for this week's Uplift. Three ordinary guys that want you to find the freedom that is available by knowing our Lord Jesus Christ. So sit back and enjoy Uplift, brought to you by the Fulcrum Center. Visit our site at thefulcrumcenter.org. Well, good evening, guys. I see that we're remote. Yeah. I yeah. See, yeah. So I see Phil's got his normal uh, Bible time background. <laughs> yeah. Ian uh, is at his house, I take it. Yeah. Just yep. blurred everything out. <laughs> and you're you're riding in a 56 Chevy, right? <laughs> I am. And, and there's a cool story. There's a cool story behind this picture. Okay. And I was I was listening to Ian's sermon last summer on the way back from a car show uh, live. He was live doing his sermon mm. and I was listening to it at this moment. And the cool story was it was a Sunday morning and we were driving back from a national street rod show. And there was a really cool thing. There was a sign off to the side of the road and it had a scripture on it. And um, it, I, I found that really motivating. It was just a beautiful Sunday morning. I was listening to Ian live doing his church sermon mm -hmm. and there was this billboard on the side of the road and it had scripture on it. And there was a lot of that. And it just put me in a real uh, peace and it was very uplifting Awesome. And, and on that day. So that's why I chose this picture because it kind of reminds me of that. It, plus it was a beautiful, sunny summer day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> windows, windows were down and you know, right now it's snowing outside. <laughs> here now, so. and that's why we're remote because of the snow. Uh, the, yeah, exactly. The night we chose to record, it decided to snow and we decided to try out a remote session. Yeah, which is really a blessing. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It is fantastic that we can do this. So praise God that we, have this technology. Yeah, I know. Isn't this fantastic? Yeah, absolutely. Just amazing. So, um, hey guys, you know, I, I told you a couple weeks ago. Um, well, gosh, I guess it was two months ago now that I think about it. Um, that I was reading the Bible all the way through. God had put on my heart and to read it. This plan. Um, there's a program called U Version that you can get on mm -hmm. your smartphone. I, I, a lot of people have it. You guys probably have it. Um, U version, Y-O-U version, but it has Bible reading plans. And in it, there was um, a 90-day plan. And I thought, that is crazy. And you know what? I looked at it, yeah. and you know what it said? You probably think this is crazy. <laughs> <You're> like, exactly. <laughs> right there, I said, okay, this one's for me now, because you're giving me a little challenge. So, sorry, my headphones are cutting out on me. I think I got a loose connection here. Anyway. Um, it said it is kind of crazy and it's not for everybody, but if you, it really, it boils down to reading 12 pages per day, I guess is what it said. I think it was 12 pages. Yeah. Not 12 chapters. Maybe it was 12 chapters, but whatever it was, it was, it made it seem like it was possible. So I decided to try it and I'm about 62 days in right now. And I'm going to finish sometime in the middle of February if I stick to uh -huh. it. Mm -hmm. And um, the great thing about it is on day 30 and on day 60, you get a day off. And, you know, on those two days off, I kept thinking, I really should be reading. But anyway, I just want to say, you know, that reading God's word, it, it is one of the tools of the trade that Ian had in his sermon. We talked yeah. about it last week on Uplift. And so I just thought maybe we could talk about that tonight and encourage people, because let's face it, the Bible can be very daunting to read and yeah you know 
it, I'm reminding, I, I reminded myself as I'm reading it, like I get to some places and I think, how would someone push through this? So maybe we can offer some help tonight to others who maybe they, you know, if they start in Genesis, they get to Leviticus and say, what? <laughs> or, you know, if they get stuck in at the end of Ezekiel or at the end of Joshua or, you know, how can we help them to get them started? Because I tell you, if you've never read the Bible before, like ever, you probably don't want to sit down and start in Genesis. Am I right? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things, and it's really, really hard. And I found, you know, for me with, um, with reading, one of the things that um, I, I was never an avid reader mm. ever. I think the first book I read fully was sometime in high school. I oh. just, and yeah, I know, right? And just got forced into it, you know, and I just, I had to do it. But what the thing that, that always um, was a quote unquote unwritten rule was that you had to start at the beginning and mm -hmm. read all the way through it. Right, right. So anytime you pick up a book, you just, you have to do that. And, and, and that's really not the case. And yeah. so, you know, even now I've found that um, God was just like, at one time I, I got a book that, that I know that he wanted me to get and I picked it up and he's like, I want you to read the table of contents. And so that's what I did, opened up to the table of contents. And I'm looking through it and there's this one chapter really stood out at me. It was, it was that one chapter is what, what grabbed my attention. And I'm like, wow, I really wonder what information is in that chapter. And God's like, we'll read that one. And I'm like, but I have to start at page one. Hmm. And so we got into this little discussion about everything. And finally, you know, I'm like, okay. So I read that one chapter. And he's like, okay, don't put the book down. And, and it's one of those things to go, you know, there, you don't have to start at the beginning, mm -mm. Um, but start where God leads you. Start where, where you really sense that 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 you need to start and there again you know that can be some any any place and uh but i know that there, we have some suggestions too sure that, that could help lead people and direct people in certain ways but it doesn't have to be on page one phil yeah it could be a billboard yeah right chad <laughs> hey absolutely and i thought that i know that right was, it was awesome because it was like you know there may be people who have never read the you know read the bible in their life and they're seeing that and they're just intrigued by what it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now, like earlier, you brought up, a, you know, an app on your phone. Well, you can just Google and it'll pull it up, whatever it is. You know, there's so many different websites and whatnot that have the Bible verses in it, you know, uh, Bible Gateway and, right, and all sorts right. of things. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Right. But, you know, what came to mind when you guys were talking there about where to start? You know, we're all kind of wired differently and we all have their different skills and personalities and, and things. And some people are very musically minded and, you know, other people like to, you know, read stories and things. And, and the beauty about the Bible is there's all those things in it. And whatever you like, whether it's history or music or, or whatever, or if you just like a good uh, story, you know, yeah. about, uh, about people, there's all those things in mm -hmm. there. So there's a place for everybody. And, you know, mm -hmm. the thing that really struck me is, you know, like there's Psalms and Proverbs and, you know, um, a lot of people really gravitate towards that. They do. There are other people that love the, the new Testament because it's quote unquote new, you know, it, it, you know, features Jesus and, and, and then some people like the old Testament because it's kind of like got, you know, history and it's got some, you know, like some warfare stuff. If you're, 
you know, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> right. And, yeah. So, I mean, there that's the, the thing about the Bible is it's got something in it for everybody. You know, like you say, you just have to find what works for you to get started. And then from there, you can kind of, you know, understand what all is in it and why it's there. And then you can explore different things as time goes on. Yeah. You know, Chad, going along those same. Oh, sorry. Phil, no, go ahead. No, in? go right ahead. <laughs> along those along those same lines, Chad, it's like, you know, you, you were talking about Googling certain things or what. And and oftentimes it's just like, you know, what somebody is dealing with when when they're driving down the road or if they're sitting at their desk at their office or if it's a mom that is you know cleaning up the 50th bowl of the day that's you know sitting around or you know picking up the the last piece of cheerios that exploded all over the floor no matter where they are it's if whatever they're dealing with in that moment can be looked up to what does the bible say about worry what does the Bible say about patience or fear or what, you know, whatever frustration, whatever it is that we're dealing with at that moment, just to Google that one thing can put you in the Bible mm-hmm. right where you need it. Right, right. Exactly. You know, it's I've heard it said that the Bible is a the, is a living, breathing thing. And yeah. just like we are all living, breathing you know, we can be friends to someone who's who needs a friend. We can offer advice. We can talk to them. We can listen. With the Bible, it's basically the same thing. Like you just said, Ian, you know, if you right. you have something going on, you can find something about it in the Bible because mm-hmm. it is, and God is the one that wrote it, so he knows it better than anybody. Right. He can lead you to the right place if mm-hmm. you ask him. If yeah. you, But you got to ask him. And, you know, I recently read something. I want to share this with you. It just, just really stuck with me. And it was, I can't remember where I read it now, but it basically said that um, Nehemiah, when he and the people building the wall were getting chastised for what they were doing and they were being ridiculed for what they were doing, instead of just turning around and, and fighting back, Nehemiah said, let's take it to God. And turn the ridicule back on them if that's what God wants. Get them to change their heart if that's what God wants. They took it to God, and God directed them. It's the same thing with with reading the Bible. Take it to God, and he will direct you to where you need to go. Hmm. That's right. In every way, every time, too, he will direct you. And and that's, Proverbs says that, not on your own understanding, but on every word that proceeds from the the mouth of God. In all your ways, acknowledge Hmm. him, and he will direct your steps. So he can do it. Yeah. And start there. Proverbs chapter three, if you want to, <laughs> to read that. But yeah, there's, there's so much. Now, I know in Sunday you mentioned um, jar in your sermon, Ian. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I want to share with you where I got that. Can I, okay. can I share that? This Absolutely. This Bible right here, you can see it's called The Journey. I bought this for myself. Oh, boy. Long time ago. <laughs> um, I, it just reminds me of when I see how raggedy it is, it reminds me of how old I'm getting, I guess. But uh, anyway, in here, it, it tells you, it's, it gives you five places to start. And it says either start with John, Acts, and Romans, or start with Genesis, 
the first part of Exodus, and then go to John, Acts, and Romans. Or, and, and I'm sorry, it also includes um, Deuteronomy in there too. But anyway, it, it does that as kind of like a jump start, is what they call it. Or I think they call mm-hmm. it the Five Alive program. So Genesis, Deuteronomy, and John, Acts, and Romans, the Five Alive program. But as I'm reading that one day, I'm looking at it and go, John, Acts, Romans, JAR. It just, the, the acronym popped into my head, JAR. So I've just been telling everybody that. And and now, you know, it's just awesome that it's catching on like that. John, Acts, Romans. Yeah, yeah. And and what a great place to start. And why don't you give your explanation of why you, what you told somebody that, who asked about that? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it, and it was a great question, you know, but um, they had asked you, so why JAR? And it's for, for me and an understanding, it's J- John is... The picture of Christ. It's who he is. Mm-hmm. And, and John did a, a phenomenal job of painting that picture. And it's it's all of who he is, the stories, it's it's his personality, it's his deity, it's his power, it's his authority, it, it's all of those things. <clears throat> and so when we accept Christ, then that's who he is. That's who we're accepting. And so then once we accept Christ and understand who he is and we accept him, then we become part of the church. Well, that's Acts. Mm-hmm. Acts is the part is is the church that that came together and how new believers moved and acted and did things and the power that they moved in and the desire that they had to, to continue to serve the Lord. And so that's so you go from John to Acts and then Romans is is for those Christians who are a little bit older, a little bit more mature, but still things are coming together. So Paul is writing to those Christians to further help them mature. So it's almost like our journey in, as, as believers, we, we get to know Christ and who he is, and then we get to see how the church acts and functions, and then we get more of the, the meat and maturity of, of how we're supposed to continue growing and being through the Book of Romans. So, Jar. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is a good place to start. It's a good foundation. And from there... You know, you can go wherever, but again, mm-hmm. just ask God. <laughs> Don't make it an obligation, okay? If you make it an obligation, you say, I'm going to pick up the Bible and I'm going to start reading because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what Chad and Ian and Phil said I should do. That's what my pastor said I should do. Whatever it may be. If you approach it that way, prepare to fail. You, you might get pretty far, but you're not going to get through it all probably because... It's an ob- when, a, when something's an obligation, we have to force ourselves to do it. Now, if there's not something, a reward that goes with that, quite often we'll just walk away and take the thing that is an obligation that does have a reward, like going to work, you get paid, okay? But when you look at it as, I want to learn about God, I want to experience God, I want to know Him, then when you approach it from that way, God, that invites God in to teach you and lead you and guide you. And it opens up the doors so many ways. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, when I was, when I was young, you know, I I accepted, you know, Jesus into my life when I was 16, 15, 15, the summer uh, of my 15th, uh, when I turned 15, the summer vacation from school. And I was, I loved reading. I was a voracious reader. I read, I, I, I loved to, to read. And so, 
and I was hungry, you know, I had accepted Jesus and I was all pumped up and revved up. And I read the Bible from cover to cover that mm. summer in probably in about a course of a month because, you know, I, wow. <laughs> I was a fast reader and all that stuff. And, and I was hungry for it. And it was an epic failure mm. uh, because I didn't, I wasn't putting the pieces together with my relationship with him and the Holy Spirit. It was like I was I was trying to run a sprint race mm -hmm. and I was trying to absorb yes. all the information and all that. And I, I guess I shouldn't say it was an epic failure, but there was there was a lot of things that freaked me out, quite honestly. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, because I wasn't it wasn't cohesive. It wasn't in unison with my relationship and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So that was the, the one piece of advice I give to people is, you know, Take things a step at a time and ask the Lord for his guidance for you in your personal situation. And as you read the Bible and, and I'm at the point now where I, I use the Bible as a reference, like Ian mentioned earlier, I thought it was great topical things. Mm -hmm. So like if you're dealing with a certain situation or if you want more information about a certain topic, like fear or, you know, yeah. something like that look up those things. And, and, and I also read it, you know, um, you know, pieces at a time too, but the topical part is good as well, but really the key that I've learned to be more, um, comfortable and successful with it is to let the Lord lead, you know, let, let your relationship and just ask him, Hey, what do you want me to look into or learn or whatever? And that's going to be different for all of us, mm -hmm. but you gotta, you gotta right. have, you gotta have the pieces of the puzzle together, working together for it, for you to be more comfortable and to get more out of it and to understand right. it better right. um, mm -hmm. than just trying to forge ahead sometimes when you're new in your walk, when you're yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. Right. You know, That's, going back to that topical oh. point, Chad, um, and, and two, this is one thing that, that I said, should suggest is that you know if, if you if you're at the point of looking up um something about the the issue that you're in or the the um subject matter that's that's pressing in on you um and, and you know you look up something about fear and you get you know one scripture my suggestion is always read a few scriptures ahead and a few scriptures after and and this is you know grab the context of what's being said there you know, don't just pull something and, and apply it to to your situation, but but really grab the context of it. And, and I think that what that does is it um, it helps you in that moment. At the same time, it gives you a, a piece of the puzzle for down the road because you're going to look up something again and then another piece is going to connect to red that day. Mm -hmm. And so then you're going to start really that that whole puzzle is going to start building and taking shape around your life and where God is, is taking you and, and what he's doing in you. Um, you know, there's times too, I'll wake up in the morning and, and there again, th this is a point of trust and belief, because if I'm going to ask God what he wants me to read, I'm going to go with the first thing that comes to my mind, because I know that the enemy is not going to tell me to read something in the scriptures. Right. So just as a point of reference to go, look, you know, the enemy wants to keep us away from the Bible. But if I'm going to ask the Lord, what would you have me read? And so I did the other morning. He's like, I want you to start reading Nehemiah. 
which is great because here Phil brings up Nehemiah tonight. He and I have not talked about this at all. And so for the last couple of mornings, I've been reading Nehemiah and it's all about the building and, you know, in, in what um, they had to, it's, it's an amazing story. So if, if you like stories, this is a great one, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, it's about, they had a trial in one hand to build the wall and a sword in another to protect. Mm -hmm. And then Nehemiah, as the governor did, did an amazing thing. And he put people in charge of the wall near their house. So basically DMI is like, you're responsible for defending your household. And well, wow. that speaks volumes to yeah. me. Yeah. You know, it, but it's that principle that came out of that story that helps me as a husband, mm-hmm. as the leader of our family, as, as a father, and the things that God has entrusted to me that I am responsible in working with him to defend those things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, read a little bit before it, a little bit after the, the verses and all that, that God gives you, but go with what your heart is told. If you're going to ask God what he wants you to read, just go with it mm-hmm. and see the truth Absolutely. in it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, say something um, about what you said, Chad. You know, uh, the first time I read the Bible all the way through, it took me, I think, nine months, maybe 10 months. Um, And it was the very first time. And I did it because I wanted to, because I wanted to know more about God. But I was so confused and I didn't piece everything together. And I read it again about a year later, read it all the way through again, and, and things started piecing together even more. But recently, when God had reminded me, you know, it's been a couple years since you read all the way through. Why don't you do that again? And now that, you know, I like, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been, you know, just reading it to pull out things, whether for, <clears throat> excuse me, for Bible time, for whatever, for uplift or uh, sermons. You know, I've just been getting pieces everywhere. But reading it through this time, I'm remembering things like Jehoiakim was the king when Ezekiel said this, and when Isaiah (laughs) said this, and when Nebuchadnezzar came in. So all these things are coming back together. So what I'm saying is, if you, (coughs) what I'm saying is I can't stop coughing. (coughs) Well, anyway, what I'm saying is when you approach the Bible, whether it be like Ian said, just topical or like you said, uh, Chad, you know, any way we approach it, if we approach it as the very, if like the first time you ever really sit down to read it, if you approach it as it's a foundation, I'm building upon this, God will build upon it. Maybe right now, you know, you said it was an epic failure because you read it so fast. Okay. Well, there was something that you got out of it. You may not realize it, but you got something. And no matter what you read, when you read it, how, no matter what it is, it's going to do something for you. And then if you read it again, God will build upon that. He'll keep laying the bricks to build the wall, if you will, like Nehemiah. Right. He'll build yep. up a foundation and he'll, he'll build things in you so that it's building a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the things, too, like that we talked about some yesterday was just deciding to do it, to be, to, to make the commitment, Mm -hmm. 
to, to step into this, to understand that, that you know and trust that it is beneficial for you, um, beneficial for those around you, those who are close to you, mm-hmm. um, and, and to make that decision, to, to step into it. And yeah, it's, it's going to take a commitment. It's going to take some time. But there again, you know, in doing that, God rewards even that mm. of just your willingness to, to step in. Absolutely. It really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there again, you know, it's God wants us to be vessels. So it's not just for us. And I know that I had just alluded to this, but it's not just for us. It's for those around mm-hmm. us and for not as God encourages us and um, as God um, uplifts us, then, then we turn and, and uplift those around us and, and encourage those who are next to us. And so it's this, that ripple effect that flows through us. But just by our commitment to say, you know what, God, I, I want to spend more time with you. I, I want you to, to build this foundation, feel like you were saying, I want you to build this foundation in my life. Mm-hmm. And then that stability that comes from us standing on that foundation is an encouragement to those around us to go, wow, man, I, I need that too. And so then we get a chance to, to pour into other people's lives and encourage them and uplift them as well. When I was young, real young, I don't remember how old, I was watching some sporting event. Don't even remember what it was. Probably a football game. Knowing my dad, it was probably football. But um, it was with my dad. And it, they showed a crowd, the crowd, and there was a guy that had a sign that said, John 316. Oh, yeah. And I guess it was pretty popular to do that back then. Yeah. But um, I asked my dad, I said, hey, what's John 316 mean? Or actually, I said, what's John 316 is what I asked him. And <laughs> he got a big smile on his face, and he said, let me show you. And he pulled out a Bible and showed it to me. And, you know... It meant something that to know that Jesus died for me. I knew who Jesus was, but didn't really put the two parts together that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. It it just wasn't completely gelling. But the next time I saw John 3.16, I saw a sign. Oh, that's the thing about Jesus. I see it again. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. For he so loved the world. And it started building and the more you see it, now you could, a lot of people can quote it without even thinking about it, but it's, it's that sort of thing I'm talking about, that God builds it in us when we read the Bible. It's not just a bunch of words for a pastor to use on Sunday morning. It's his tool right. to trade or her tool to trade, but it's yeah. our tool to trade as well in our growth in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the other things too that that we need to remember is in in reading the Bible, we understand it. It's God's written word, mm-hmm. and and even you know on our show, you know we we talk about this and we talk about it with one another. That you know we'll say, well, you know, God shared this with me, or God said this to me, or He said that, and and a lot of the ways that we understand what what God is communicating to us is because we know the written word. So we, mm-hmm. we know what God talks about, right? We know how he um, shares his heart and his encouragement 
and his love for us, um, his righteousness, um, his, his laws. We understand how he talks about sin and the rights and the wrongs. So, so it's like us where we read his journal, mm. basically, you know, it, so the, in the Bible, we're, we're reading his journal so that when we are communicated to by God, whether it's something, a uh, thought in our minds or a dream that we have or something that we see um, or something like that, then we have a point of reference to, to help us know that that is God because we know his word. Mm-hmm. And we know how he talks and we know what he talks about and those type of things too. So even, you know, reading the scripture helps us bridge that connection between his written word and his spoken word or the, the movement of his spirit in our lives. So it, it really helps. It, it helps create that connection and that bridge to, to know what he's saying. And at times it starts out with just a billboard. Yeah, at times it can be. <laughs> Do you happen to remember what it was, Chad, what the scripture verse was? Well, you know, I, I texted it. Uh, I think I texted it to you guys, but I don't oh, remember okay. what it was exactly. I do remember that. Yeah. And and I looked it up at the time and it was really cool. And it wasn't what I expected, mm. but uh, it, it was really cool. But it, it was just so motivational. And like 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 you were talking about, Phil, like at the, at the football game, you know, like mm-hmm. somebody held up a sign with that. And. You know, so it's it's those things, and and I just keep going back. You know, the Lord, I feel like, just really is reaffirming in us that you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't know the Bible today who's going to know it tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. You know, and and you're going to see a lot of it, and I and we've already started to see this, and and so many of us have have witnessed this and seen it, where new people are coming into this, and and I really feel like that that's the beauty of like what we're talking about here is just giving people the practical guidance in the tools of the trade in the Bible. Um, that's so exciting to me uh, because there's so many people out there who are just confused and unsure, uh, you know, and they, they don't feel necessarily like they have somebody that they can comfortably talk to mm-hmm. about these things. So, you know, yeah. hopefully, you know, th- this is the thing like we pray about before, we start these recordings is that we can, you know, we can do and, and, and be the vessels use an Ianism. We can be the vessels that God wants us to be to, to, you know, give people encouragement and reassurance, reassurance and, and all those things to, you know, step by step in their walk. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, Hey guys, we're, we're getting close on, time here i know that uh, a couple of us have to some things to do so we should probably think about wrapping it up yeah i just you know, I, one of the things that i really like is, is how everything started off with um you know chad and what you were sharing about the picture and about the the billboard and all that you saw and then you know phil you, you talked about as a kid seeing that sign and it's one of those things too mm. that that the, the the people that did those things we're just following God's lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and they may not have understood who it was going to impact or who it's going to affect or, or anything like that, but just their obedience to step out and do that. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, here we are, Phil, years later, talking <laughs> about that and how it impacted you. Uh, and, and one of the things, too, that, that I saw when you were telling that story about you and your dad is 
the joy on your face that you knew the joy your dad got. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing that yeah. verse with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and how awesome is that? Yeah. And, and so it's just neat, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, even scripture that wasn't, you know, so to say a, a Bible that people were holding up or, or attempting to, to push it on you to read. It was just a simple sign out in the field, or it was a, a sign behind the goalpost mm-hmm. that of what, impact the Bible had even on your lives. Mm-hmm. Very simple, but profound. Yep. Yeah. He could have just said, oh, it's in the Bible, but he showed me. Yeah. He wanted me to see yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it was, he did that a lot. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. That's awesome. You know, a quick, yeah. uh, quick little story, a funny story. Um, that same Bible, it, it was a leather bound Bible, had his name engraved on it. Um, it was, I went into their, my mom and dad's bedroom one day, one morning, they were sleeping, couldn't wake them up. So I just kind of laid down on the floor and for whatever reason, that Bible was like underneath the bed. It must've fallen off the nightstand or something. So I opened it up that, you know, first time I ever, ever opened up a Bible. And I said, what in the world is Ezekiel? <laughs> Ezekiel. I tried to pronounce it. I'm like, oh, I'll never be able to read this thing. And I shut it. (laughs) But again, that was a foundation. Because I remember when the first time I reading through the Bible, I come to Ezekiel. I'm like, that's that word I saw when I was like six years old. So God builds as we read. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. No matter where you start, no matter how simple it is, he builds. Hmm. Tools of the trade. Yep. Tools any, of the trade. Any other closing thoughts, you guys? <clears throat> no, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get a chance to talk about a lot of a lot of neat stuff, and and just kind of talking through these things. And and Chad, I, I totally agree with with you on um, presenting these and just talking about it and sharing them. Um, it it's all it's it's coming. And when I say it, it, it this this time of of decision to to get involved with what God's doing and to know him better. Um, and, and we're just, we're being drawn in. It's almost like the starting of this huge whirlpool that's, that's just drawing things and, and, and drawing things in. And, uh, and instead of being fearful about it, thinking that, you know, we get, we really get to be involved and we, we get to know, we get to know God and get to know one another even better. And, and it's a positive thing. It's an encouraging thing. <clears throat> not to be feared. Chad, thank you for bringing that up tonight. That was a yeah. great springboard for a great discussion. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm just looking at the picture and I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm looking at the snow outside and I'm looking at that picture and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's sometimes, yeah. Like we just need a little bit of boost and, um, you know, just to kind of get out of our day-to-day routine. And yeah. And my, my closing thought is sometimes the Bible will do just that. Oh yeah. When you're having a, a difficult day or going through a difficult situation and you need a boost. Yeah. Sometimes the Bible will be your boost. That's, That's right. right. Wow. That's man. good. Well, let's end on that. That was really good. Thank you. And thank you guys for joining in. We'll uh, hopefully be back in the studio next week. We'll, we'll see if not, we know the remote works pretty well. Yep. So. Thanks for joining in, everybody, and uh, all of you, thanks for watching us tonight, and we'll talk to you again real soon.
God bless. God bless. Thank you.